Thunder in Paradise nine minute episode Paper Keg Podcast five years in the making will perhaps Paper Keg's longest joke pay off or go broke you decide listener people have been waiting for this episode for years clambering yeah or 295 previous episodes. <sighs> Ever since we got up on our soapbox and we decided that we're going to start a movie podcast six years ago, one of the first tweets we got, <laughs> other than delete your account, <laughs> Thunder Paradise pilot. Uh, three living hosts today with us. To know you. you know, maybe before we announce the hosts, real quick paperkeg.com slash shirts it's live mm. it's happening we move fast uh let me introduce those then we'll talk about two separate shirts available for purchase right now writer meme creator <laughs> meme magician they call him at his work which i had to bleep out certain aspects of last week because he was just throwing all sorts of information out there about his job. Ooh, dude, did I? Thank you for that. <laughs> he was on fire. That's why. He's, that's what fueled his meme creative juices. His meme juice. <laughs> Jonesy loves beer. Welcome back. I prefer the new title, Memetic Mastermind. <laughs> Jonesy loves beer. I like. Uh, I picture you. Go ahead, put that on my. I'm going to get business cards. Like in the mirror. Little, uh, like Jonesy has a mirror on. next to his computer where he's making these memes <laughs> and he's looking at himself and he's calling himself a mimetic yeah. mastermind and then winks at himself. Mimetic. I like, um, personally, that's just me. It's, it's been getting tossed around in our private G chat. Harry Meme Dini. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, one remaining living host, rest in peace, Mark, former fourth host, now dead. Uh, he's the t-shirt visionary. You know, he's crunching numbers. He's making calls. He's talking to like two, two handsets at once, two phone calls. Uh, the brains behind this whole dot com slash shirts dale underscore welcome i got vendors on the phone two of them sometimes three uh bidding for our business vying to see how you know wh- who can best choose prices of the gildan of the 12 ounce of the pk cotton you know it, it, there's a lot of information streams coming in and it's my buy uh, buy buy my sell, job sell sell like a like 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 an information loom, I'm to take all the information and thread them into something that we can visualize and and yeah. and make sense of, as it were. Thread the loom. That's right. So <laughs> what was was it? Color money? Where Tom was talking to like two people at once in that warehouse? <laughs> yeah, selling put I selling no Porsches. Idea. That was um, or no the one before that. Uh, that dirty, wasn't uh, di- what's dirty? Is there dirty in there? Rain Man. That was Rain Man. No, Rain was Man. It, it took a while to roll Man. off the what's tongue. What's the one where he? What's the one where he sh- he swooshes in in his panties? 
Risky business. What's that one? Risky business. That's our risky, risky business. business. I thought I was thinking dirty business or some Dirty reason. business. <laughs> so it's a dirty business. Uh, top top news. Dear friend of the show, Chuck Forsman, designed his own special edition paper keg T-shirt. Uh, for the community. You can get a link to that on paperkeg.com slash shirts. Let's just talk about that shirt for just mm-hmm. a brief moment, I, I, I'm if glad. we can. I'm glad. I think we should. Uh, unreal. <laughs> it's a word that comes to mind. Yeah, that's 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 one of the top words, I would think. Uh, I mean, it's Charles Forsman, guys. The end of mm-hmm. the effing world. Uh, it's soon to be a Netflix show. Mm. Um. And the book slasher. out on hardback ed- edition, uh, slasher revenger. Um, I am not okay with this. The Patreon uh, only gift that he was a gift in his mm. patrons. Um, it's Chuck Forsman, guys, friend of the yeah. show, but creator. He took the time to create a show, a show, idiot Dale. <laughs> my my Charles Forsman pitch <laughs> to, to make a shirt. He created a shirt for us. I, you don't need to he- hear anything else. Go to paperkeg.com slash shirts. Shirt. This guy designs a shirt and then he, he goes to the beach. They call him Sammy Shaw. He's on the beach wearing that shawl around his head. Like he needs to be wheeled out on a wheelchair. <laughs> and this is his last days on this planet. And this is his dying wish. He looks amazing. Like he's Caliban. Hey, I'm Caliban. Played by Stephen Merchant, eh? <laughs> what? Amazing. Stephen Merchant wow. just stepping in for a mere moment on this podcast. Per- perhaps the deepest <laughs> pull of any podcast moment in 296 episodes. <laughs> we have uh, a second limited edition shirt. God bless. Yeah. The original recipe is back. Until I think the end of this week when this posts, mm. uh, September 10th, maybe we brought it back one more time. Candy red this time around. Mm. Unreal. It's a word that comes to mind for sure. And it's, I mean, so many people have clambered for their shirt in the past. And, uh, you know, frankly, honestly, much like the uh, the hard stop we have at the end of this uh, this run of podcasts, we didn't feel like it at the time. Quite no. frankly, was yeah, a lot. we didn't feel like it. There's a lot, There's a lot going about. on. I got a plane to catch in about thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jonesy can barely concentrate. He's googling high res images of different backgrounds for his memes. I mean, memetic maestro. <laughs> So, anywho, you can buy those shirts. I'm a maestro. Papergag.com slash shirts. Before they're gone forever. Get in there. For, yeah. And we do mean forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're forever. never coming back. We've never All the gone back on talk our word. 301, 302, never going to happen. Fact. Get the shirts, kids. Uh, David, we don't? David Meme Blame. <laughs> David Blaine. Uh, as announced at the top of this episode, Thunder of Paradise mm. was the movie we viewed for episode 296. Uh-huh. Uh, two ex Navy SEALs uh, leave the Navy in order to develop a prototype superboat 
which has the supernatural ability to house seven times the boat sides inside the hull. Uh, and they take this super boat on trips and adventures around Florida. And what is... Mm, mm, that's that's I, backing see, up. I can't even give you a plot that goes A to B to C to D because it often goes A to Z, back to G, forward to N, back to L. It's a very... Uh, and it's a nostalgic to decipher. Piece. It's a nostalgic piece. It's it's me. certainly one hundred and ten percent nostalgia induced viewing. Uh, everything with the boat is great. Everything where the boat isn't there is untested waters. It's mm-hmm. Thunder of Paradise, Hulk Hogan's self driving vehicle, uh, based on such hit shows as Night Rider, mm-hmm. Airwolf. And we needed a boat, so we got Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> right. So wow. where, we, where do we begin? Where I do mean, we, I mean, it's so much, so much to delve into. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, it's, it, I, this movie felt like Hulk Hogan was in a writer's room. <laughs> and people were like, maybe we should make it that you're two mercenaries and you fight communism uh, despite international borders. You just like... Test the limits when it comes Test to international limits. relations. Right. And uh, Hogan's like, yeah, throw it in there. Yeah, but also it should be a comedy where you have to do a fake marriage to uh, to maybe a British lady. And there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that in there too. And But maybe also there's like a hidden treasure and you got to take the boat to like a treasure cave. And Hogan was like, take all those ideas, make one script. We got a show. But instead of four episodes, we got all that in about... An hour and a half movie, eighty hour, some minutes. I feel hour like forty five, maybe not even ninety minutes. Hour forty five. God confirmed. A lot of those were. I mean, it felt like it was a ten minute show. I was uh, stuck in traffic for most of that. May I add? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, how about there? I know you guys love the handshake, but it's not even a handshake. It's some weird slim. Don't it, attack it. Doesn't, it. Don't it doesn't attack. make any sense. It's never been a handshake. I know, but it's like I've never seen any other human beings do what they do with their uh, the other side of their hands, the top of their hands. Yeah? Never you seen know, it I before. Because it's unique that we, Dale and I, needed to take something from that show and give honor back to it. <laughs> right. And we redeemed that fist bump, thumbs up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took it back for all of us. We took it back. Yeah. We let took me, it let back. Me just, we made it epic. Let me just, let me say two two things real quick. Please. One. Please, Slim. Uh, as the fire alarm goes off in the background of my house. Oh, boy. And mine, too. Uh, That's how close we are to each other. <laughs> Get it in surround sound. One. Hulk Hogan, one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Of our time. Two. Really? Thunder in Paradise, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Easy. Oh, without question. <laughs> I mean, let's staggeringly. I, let's dive terrible. in. Let's do a deep this, dive. This this is the ni- early 90s pipe dream for an action movie at this time frame. This is every act. This is like the producers saw Baywatch. They just saw, you know, whatever, Commando. Let's do that. 
but with a boat. Mm-hmm. And I saw bikinis. they tried their uh, best. I have to say, to before this show, Chris Lemon was a quasi-rising star. And was he? And he credits this show for effectively ending his career. Does he really? Yeah, he does. He's serious? doing interviews like, if I had skipped on Thunder in Paradise, I might still have work. Oh yeah, absolutely. God. You could Google it. I did. That's amazing. The, I mean, the the beginning of the movie starts out with this intense montage of them in the boat. Like they they do the the what's the top of your hand called? Does the top of your hand have a name? Because I was the reverse palm, underside palm, whatever. Top of the hand they call shake. That the top back palm. of the hand. Back Weirdo. of the hand shake. And it's the corniest montage. Like it, the movie is entertaining, but it's also the worst movie I've ever seen. And then what's his face? Brew pulls out his big ass gun in the montage for no reason. He starts loading it up. You know, you don't. What are you checking your gun for outside of just showing the audience that you got this big ass gun, right? I think uh, for the record, he doesn't even load it. He just, just looks up in the barrel to make sure there's ammo in it and flips it back. As if he hasn't already checked that piece before he loaded it and strapped it to his, his hip. <laughs> Don't you do that on the dock before you get in the boat? Yeah. That's Super what... dangerous, by the way, to handle firearms on a high-speed boat. Just for the Absolutely. kids who probably watched the show because we did. And was and we're like, oh, well, Brew can take out his three fifty seven Magnum, which is a total realistic gun to carry anywhere. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, check the ammo when they're probably doing like what five or six knots on that bad boy. Eight hundred miles an hour. I mean, that's what that translates to. It just seems, it just seems like caution was tossed to the wind during that whole opening montage. Like oh. the wake of that boat must have been enough to kill those seven or eight supermodels to just happen to be sunbathing in the middle of the ocean. That's what killed uh, ex-president and bank robber Brody. <laughs> The wake of that boat. <laughs> I thought his name was Bodie. Are are Bodie. are you? Oh man, I am dead already. I am a dead man are you, already. Are you Tim is taking a hot Bodie steamer. It is on over you for me. Slack right now. Oh my god! So I just want to live in the world where Bodie is only dead because thunder was off the coast of Australia <laughs> and caused the a wake that caused like a forty foot wave. I mean, yeah. and Tim probably knows the exact measurement of the wave and is already eviscerating me in the slack. Last, last thing I'll say before Dale redeems himself for the Bodhi comment, but the the girls in the, in the ocean to start the movie are like, they hear the noise of thunder, the boat, and they're looking around and they can't, they can't see anything. They're in the middle of the ocean. It's clear as day. And then all of a sudden thunder comes out of nowhere. How do you not Slim, see this boat? Not- not to nerd you out, but it does have stealth mode. So <laughs> I feel expensive. like that's an answerable question and not a Most, plot hole. I don't um, I, even even though I still don't even think that's true because wouldn't why why do we then see the boat? Do they just only turn off stealth mode, which I assume is human camouflage for the boat at that moment when they pass the bikini clad women, and then they flip that right back on? All right, so I, I want to ask a question. We've maybe never seen a scarab boat in person, but to look at it, can you conceive that that boat can hold a control room, a changing room, an arsenal? A jet ski can rise out of it. That there is a 
keel super jet motor that must run on a tank that's about a gallon, a chain gun, and later on the series, a four-wheeler, all contained in that, that single boat. Bunker busters. What the scuds, hell is happening? Tomahawks. Scud missiles. I mean, the Navy SEALs didn't want to buy that boat because it's not physically possible to build. Only cost $93,000. A steal. Here's the other thing. He says to the girl with the fake New York accent, I have to get money soon because the bank is going to repossess that boat. In what world is is Wells Fargo Bank going to roll up on that boat and have any effing clue what to do with that thing or what its value is? Right. And how would they even repossess it? It, it, Later in the movie, you see that it's got the anti-theft modes. Wells Fargo's going to electrocute themselves. You just literally kill the repo men. Like what it's if like, like two repo probably men, like it's puts dusk. brings their son along that day for work, like their teenage son <laughs> to, to bring yourself to work day as a repo man. Yeah. The the repo man and son get tasered by the boat. They fall overboard into the water. Oops. I mean that's you're going you're going too deep in it right now, guys. You got to pull back. We're not even out of the montage in the beginning. <laughs> We're all right? still in the first thirty seconds Hulk, of the movie. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> not edited out. Heats up a bowl full of rice and oh, comments on the complex God. carbs and how it's like rocket fuel oh. when he when he storms the beaches of Cuba. Why complex why, carbs, bruh, bro? Why rub it in that, our in faces? Fact, the only that conceivable scarab thing, has a microwave and heats up rice. The only conceivable thing about that boat is that it's got a microwave in it. Yeah, like that. Because I could probably. Oh yeah. Okay. Boats, yeah. Yeah. I. I. What I want to know from a meta perspective. Why not? It's Florida. It's nice. It's, it's probably nice all year round it, it, in St. Pete where they're filming. Why not push filming off a month so Terry Hulk Hogan can get over the worst case of pink eye a human <laughs> ha- ever has ever had, and they insist on putting it on film and 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 then making him wear an eye patch because OSHA told him that he can't be around other people without it and then they make it up and 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 make up a story and say jim the anvil nightheart punched him in the eye when it's really the most disgusting vision it's it's literally red it's not a contact lens it's a effed up eyeball that that a man just so happens to have i forgot it I forgot he even had an eye patch. Did he wear it the whole movie or did he eventually take it off? No, because he He got over the conjunctivitis like three days in the shooting. So weird. So they actually wrote a plot where he got punched out by Kowalski. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was talking about always eating his rice because he's so cultured. He's so cultured he microwaves rice in the underside of a boat and eats it with chopsticks. (laughs) With his... Short shorts and his God, there's, there's so many levels to Hurricane. He's eating rice with chopsticks. Get out of here. Randolph Hurricane Spencer. Who in their right mind came up with that name? Conjunctivitis. <laughs> so cultured that he's wearing Hollywood a- Hulk Hogan can't stop production on his own show a month. But conjunctivitis doesn't even take a month to get over. It's like literally 40 it's hours. Disgusting. 
you know what, guys? We're going to start on Wednesday instead of Monday, and I'll be fine. No, right. no. It's much more cost-efficient yeah. for us to hire yeah, an actor the rules. and write are, about it. Those are guild rules, Terry. <laughs> let's pr- let's move on. Yeah. Can we, though? He take... He takes off his takes off his his takes off his commando booties and swim swimming outfit, puts on wrestling tights to parasail with the little girl oh, wardrobe change. God. Who is his daughter or isn't? Not his daughter. He's not. She's not the daughter until she's a different little girl, and it's the series and not the pilot. Right. Oh, okay. All so right. Because even in the description of this movie. Right. Oh yeah. I, I right. I think no. Why and did he then, have to go wearing those things? I wasn't settling. Like with a life, like with a life vest and those tights. Because all ex Navy SEALs, that's their uniform. Then let's talk about at the at least one hammerhead shark died <laughs> during the making of this film, so Hulk Hogan could flap around its stomach flap and jam his hand through the gills of a dead hammerhead. That was a real shark. That was gross and unnecessary. Couldn't he have already... So for those that didn't stomach the first 30 seconds of this movie, there was Hulk Hogan literally opened up the flap of a dead shark and started pulling items out of it, and one of which was a necklace that he gave to a little girl. Maybe splashed it with some water before he <laughs> he, he put it on her neck. It happens off he hosed camera. It with, so that he hosed it with ADR the water sound. He hosed it off with dock water, not <laughs> tap water, dock water. <laughs> Couldn't they have had like a bucket of stuff? And he said, "You know, I just fished this stuff out of a dead shark. I cleaned it though, but let's go through it." Why did he? Why did you have to see the flip flop of the of the innards of a shark? on screen does that make him more tough at that moment i don't think so no they left in the sound effects of his hand rummaging through the <laughs> inner hammerhead <laughs> can, can, can i can i interrupt you both real quick i i want to pitch to you a show two mercenaries fed up with the government and the way it's treated countries around the gulf area decide to break from the Navy and administer their own forms of justice on the open seas. A heavy plot point being the government wants them stopped, wants to find out who they are. There's some kind of investigation that happens all season with a cliffhanger as they get found out around episode 12. That kind of sounds like a show you want to watch, right? Like a dirty version of uh, Miami Vice. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that mm-hmm. would have been a good show to pitch, but instead they're like, no, it's got to have pirates. It's got to have adventures where we can use all of Epcot. Like, and to have the wrestling the stable went wrong. Yeah, right. But they, but the, they, but they do the barter. show went wrong. Other than Canada's Jim the Anvil, Brutus, Brutus Beefcake chewing the scenery in his 40 <laughs> seconds of, of uh, movie. How come he doesn't? How come Brutus Beefcake does not get speaking role? Can't like Brutus go up to Hulk Hogan like off screen like Hulk? We known each other thirteen years at this point. I can't say anything during this movie. <laughs> also, now that I think about it, since his tight knit group, including Brutus, how were the Nasty Boys not in this film? <laughs> As bad guys. I, I, it could have been the bad guys, you know, manning the treasure. Mm-hmm. 
Instead, you get giant Gonzalez. Jeez Louise. How about his white uh, wedding outfit the Hulkster was wearing? All white. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and his, like, gold socks, gold-plated Stable. socks, when he wasn't wearing his cowboy boots. If you lived in Florida, Rip. would you be wearing blue jeans and cowboy boots on a, on a dock? Shirtless. No. You wouldn't. Getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Florida and mosquitoes. To continue <laughs> that mode of thought, you probably wouldn't get into a... Uh, adrenaline-fueled, cocaine-addled karate fight with your best friend on a dock. who And, and all, the only move they do is the, the stance. They do the stance over and over again, which over and over. I don't know what was happening there. No. They might have just took their weenies out and started flapping each other with, with about, their own ding-dongs. You know the weird... that before that scene was filmed, they were cutting lines on the deck of that boat, storing massive amounts of cocaine, and they just told the director, you know, we're just going to find the scene on our own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me and him, we're just going to make some sh- stuff up and we're going to find it at where this goes. Brain addled on mm-hmm. uncut Colombian cocaine. And that's the result that we got. And, the, and then you, a, a, as nonsensical as the fight fighting is, Hulk Hogan delivers these line, uh, huffing. He just like does this weird huffing through the fight. Like, like he was uh, had spent brew. What's his? What's the friend's brew. name? Brew. Like the same sound that he would make if he had like brew against a turnbuckle and was like ramming his fist into his head. He was like huffing, huff, 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 huff. Like it wasn't anything sense worth sense. Brew threw some pretty good you, kicks, you, I thought too. You know what we missed? We didn't talk about in the beginning of the film. Hulkster swims underwater and knocks a dock down with his bare hands while submerged underwater using just the strength of his arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but that seemed... Actually, it was probably the more, one of the most probable <laughs> things about the show. <laughs> Sets him up for being a, a, a superhero. How about when they get stuck after they find the treasure and they need to swim out? They have to find like another exit and they tie some cloth to Hogan's toe and he's got to swim through so they can like find his way back. Yeah. He's got those tights on yeah, again. He's in his like undies and <laughs> he, the, the line gets cut. So the brew and the lady start freaking out like, Oh God, I got to go in after him. Nothing ever comes of it. He shows up two seconds later. Why did they even do that? It was a giant waste of movie time. Oh God. That was amazing. Guys, how much, how much do you think, is on the cutting room floor from mm. all it's gotta be nothing, right? I feel like they included every single thing they shot. I don't I don't know. I just don't movie. I don't get how Hulk Hogan is one of the most charismatic men on the planet. I know for the last that... thirty years. And he is one of the most god awful actors on the face of the earth. You're you you're absolutely right. Like I was thinking about that halfway through about the like he was an american icon he sold it in the ring he sold it like no other like even now kids know who hulk hogan is Mm -hmm. like give put him in front of a camera and like aside from the fact that he had poor management and agent representation to put the stop to this yeah 
like even after production day one, let's take a step back, Terry. Maybe we still got time to cut bait. <laughs> and, and, you know, like terrible acting. Terrible. Terrible. Awful. Acting. And like Carol Alt, had, like bartender of the Doing scuttlebutt. The worst accent ever. Only in right. the pilot, she does the accent. She but, dishes the New York accent for the rest of the show. Thank God. But she, she's so she's on the scuttlebutt. She's got this bad accent. She's like supposed to be the sex icon of the show. She's uh, she takes the cherry stem and knots it in her mouth to like um, make I'm these. Sorry, boys. the body double knots it in her mouth. That was not Carol. They obviously switched to body double for that scene. <laughs> sorry, yeah. continue. No, you're right, and she she brings it out of her mouth, apparently making these just old enough to drink men hit the underside of the bar with <laughs> with their own and like but Jerry what stems. is like not in a not because of the bikini that every other woman in the show is wearing, but because she can tie a cherry stem. In her in her mouth with her tongue, which means like what to a man? Like yeah. as a woman, I'm saying, look at my squirmy tongue. Yeah, who can put find it. its way up your bee hole and start squirming around? <laughs> I mean, these these guys, they want that tongue in their rear end, and they're the two There's guys else. on this beach that are into that in that exact moment when she does that with the stem. It's like serendipitous. Yeah. Like, what does that tongue mean? That that muscle she's got in her mouth tying things. What does that mean? Like, let's prime the old O-rings because I'm going up in your brown tubes and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> That's what people were into in the early 90s. Otherwise, it's like butt just because <laughs> Just because people can do that. Mm-hmm. It's not appealing it's not alluring that you can tie knots with into a cherry stem it doesn't do anything for me i mean the only thing worth worth anything in the show are just the helicopter camera shots of that boat Mm. just like zipping because it's a beautiful boat right i mean we all have to admit yeah oh yeah they're dangerously close to the front of that boat when they're going like 500 miles an hour and hogan's and it's like coming up to hogan's chest or neck I was worried. Like, if they hit one wave the wrong way, he's decapitated. Yeah, like, yeah that 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 steel windshield is just going to come up and just rock the bridge of his nose. Oh my gosh! I wonder why they had to make the windshield custom to look jagged. Is that on every scarab, or they thought that would look cool for the show? I can imagine that's really got to hurt your field of vision if you're driving that mm-hmm. thing in the sitting position. That's why you go underneath and let the computer screens do it for you. <laughs> yeah, the when 1,300 square your, foot. 1,200 square foot. <laughs> your boudoir. <laughs> Control room. How about when uh, Brew was trying to sell it that he had the uh, the Cuban mom and the little boy in oh, the uh, separate yeah. bedroom there. He's yeah, like, he screams so into this dark, he screams into this black darkness with <laughs> like this it's, Cuban accent answers back. Like you guys it's okay in there? The same <laughs> scene where he closes the door and it doesn't close all the way, but the camera keeps moving anyway. They're like, just f it, f it, keep going, keep going, <laughs> yeah, keep going, let it roll, let it roll. There's a couple scenes where it, a lot of things happen off screen, like when they 
they get out of the cave and they do a shot of like the bad guy's boat like a mile away the next yeah. shot is them getting into their boat and it's like right. done they like uh, uh the british wife nearly died and they made her hold her breath while swimming another mile out to sea because the boat was then tethered to the to the uh tanker yeah she was dead and then they she's in the boat and they're fine glossed over yeah. a lot right yeah the whole scene like let's we can get like i know patrick mcnee is somebody not quite sure mm-hmm. what but mm-hmm. he, he like as much of a part he had america's treasure charlotte ray comes in oh, for God. nothing she was, she was absolutely the mom at first right you thought she was somebody, right? I mean, yeah. she had to have been. It's Charlotte Ray. Why would they bring in Charlotte Ray for what? She did nothing the whole show. She had four she lines. Had heart is what she did. And, and at the end scene when they're in the hot tub, Carol Alt, Brew, and Charlotte Ray. Charlotte Ray, if you watch, she has to look at cue cards <laughs> to figure out what she's saying. <laughs> She had six lines, the whole thing. Yeah, she couldn't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there, that's a role where in like most movies, you maybe hear about casting, and then they you hear like they cut that role. Like she could have been on the cutting room floor the yes. day one. We don't need this. right like anything that she contributed could have just like been implied when they picked up dialogue again when yeah. after she hit the cutting room floor. Like it was originally her idea that Spence and uh, the girl get married, but Carol Alt could have done that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see this being like fodder for commercials like this week, the new movie Strangers or uh, Thunder in Paradise. And they like do a little like on screen thing that she's in it. And then the old guy, the <laughs> British guy, and then Hulk Hogan, and then like, oh, let's check this movie out. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's on on the commercial for like a half a second. His eyes just like weeping, <laughs> like dripping, <laughs> like tr- semi translucent liquid from his eyeball. Oh God! Another plot line they could have gotten rid of. Really, the, the arm wrestling thing. Going. Yeah. Why? Like why? Man, I just try to have... Google whatever happened to the Thunder of Paradise boat. And and the Is internet depressing has let me down. There's there's one Reddit thread that says after some Val reason, I mean, is I, replying who knows, this, who knows if this is real or not. Uh, a guy asked in the, in the thread, whatever happened to the Thunder in Paradise, I can't believe I'm putting this on the show, or the Sequest DSV boat. Mm. I don't think that was a real boat. I think that was like computer CG, right? Maybe he means But uh, somebody claims to know that the boat was sold at auction and became a pleasure cruise boat in Missouri. Missouri. Landlocked How anyone could confirm that. Oh my God. How many upvotes does that have? None. Said last edited by Monster <laughs> Dave, March 26, 2013. Delete that. Delete that I remember when I looked up the uh, Vanilla Sky uh Mustang, and that was on eBay for a hot second. One of the one of the replicas was oh, on eBay. I thought I thought Tom owned it. It's a what there a sixty eight fastback. There was a second one, I think. You that maybe that wasn't used for filming. Okay. But the um, later a, when when the series when the pilot went to series, 
Like, obviously, they needed a lot of help. It got moved to Disney World, that's the production, but also, like, Thunder was officially a Scarab boat. Like, it said Scarab over the Thunder, but not in the pilot. Hmm. And... Because I started watching the second Thunder in Paradise movie, which is like episode Why? like six and seven. Because we because Grayson and Reed were and I were watching the end at the dinner table tonight, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "You want to keep going? Want to keep this ride going?" I mean, they were like paranoid at the when they dropped Hulk into the uh, the Gulf of Mexico. And, How did they and, feel when Hulk was uh, skydiving in the speedo with the little girl? Did they feel unsettled by that. <laughs> Luckily, they <laughs> I I wouldn't let them watch that part. When he was fisting a hammerhead shark, <laughs> it was belly flaps. <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, there was folks. one. We're at thirty-seven minutes, and uh, Slim's got to catch a plane in like four <laughs> minutes. There was one point when uh, they were shooting missiles at the at Thunder, and Hulk says, "They better not mess up my Scarab." So, like heavy promotion for Scarab in the. Thunder Paradise what is, series. What is this? Is a scarab like a brand of a boat? Yeah. I have no idea. It's the brand of the boat. Weird. I don't know either. I thought it was just that style of boat, like, a, you know, a party boat mm-hmm. or uh, a fishing boat or a yacht or a scarab. I don't know. Boat. It was a company. So Thunder and Paradise, um, I have a lot more nostalgic memories of this series and those episodes, which are very hard to come by because you, even on eBay you can only find like the three movie pack which are the pilot and then two double episodes of the show but yeah. even that is better because it's like that's where it was filmed at Disney World um, the casting is way different and better like there's just a, a little girl not the same little girl I think the the British wife is gone completely She's just gone. Yeah, yeah I like think I remember the liking series, the show. Like, I remember, like, liking, at least not liking the show, but a couple episodes I thought yeah. were pretty action-packed. Yes, that, and that's what I am, I agree with that statement. Like, the show, the series, way nostalgic for me. The sh- the, the pilot, eh. God, you can the tell TV they had the theme song. is still amazing. Yeah, oh, God. You know the best the best part about the series might be the opening credits. Hands yeah, down, I don't know. Yeah. You you guys are agreed. We should just have forty minutes Jones about the agreed. opening credits. Let's go. <laughs> Next episode, I mean, we, we pretty Book much it. did. We did. I think we talked about the first thirty seconds for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you have it. Thunder in Paradise finally did it. I think we have a letter. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Tarantino's gonna read them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. It's almost over. If you have anything, you're gonna have to uh, to say. You're gonna have to read it again. I think. What's going on over there, Jonesy? You're are you have you retired from the uh, letter reading? Oh no, I did get it. I you must have not uh, flagged it, or I must have not flagged it. Not you. Excuse me. Uh, we do have a letter from dear friend of the show, Drew Hamilton. Aww. He asks Paper Keg, what is the outro song with the guitar introduction? Heard it randomly at a party and it made me sad slash happy. Uh, signed, Drew Hamilton. Uh, that is uh, Okinosis 
by uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Who the hell sings that song? Two hundred ninety-six episodes. I just think it's Okanosis. Uh, it's a uh, one big holiday is the song name, and it's uh, my morning jacket. Then what's the Okanosis? Is Okanosis the album? Uh, the Okanosis is the album. Yeah, see? I think you just like say Okanosis while you sing the song. I think that morphed in, that's what it morphed into over the years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's It's been so long since I probably wasn't cracking a joke during the outro. <laughs> the lie I think has for the outro, the truth. You, you should play the TV uh, theme song for all our dear listeners so they can hear its majesty. We're going to fire it up. You know, one last time. Next week. Or, you know, can we just get a mega cut of Hulkster saying brother during this episode? <laughs> brother, brother, instant carbs, brother. Rocket fuel, brother. God, he was so terrible in this movie. Next week, we're going to, we're going to, no, not next week, next episode. It's probably already in your podcast app. Right now. We're finally doing it. You know, people have requested it for years. And uh, I know this is going to make a few people happy. People were watching this movie, getting ready. Oh, yeah, it'll make them happy. Okay. Well, let, me, let me give you a coda. It's going to make a couple people happy and one very important person very upset. <laughs> let's, not, let, let's not forget. Uh, let's see. Well, let me get the year here before I uh, say it. 1991. Probably the best year for film in modern cinema history uh point break mm. this is it hey you brought it, you brought it on yourselves there's a hurricane it's all been leading to this over the water Catherine bigelow wesley uh, is this wesley <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta leave you with with uh, some some thunder and paradise trivia. Wesley. Uh, <laughs> I gotta find it. Oh my god! All right. Uh, so in Wesley. the IMDb trivia, um, two things corroborated by IMDb: a user. Chris Lemon credits his decision to work on the series as the reason casting directors stopped hiring him, effectively ending his career. Next next one, and I read this to now, and this is really uh, amazing. Hulk Hogan stated in an interview that he did not get to keep the Thunder Scarab boat used on screen, but he had one built. Hogan said he made the decision when he was heavily medicated following surgery and might be one of the worst decisions of his life. <laughs> God. <laughs> How does that rank as one of the worst decisions you've ever made over his career? Yeah. Okay. This he probably cool. you got to hear this. He one probably too. gave it to his uh, dear friend Bubba the Love Sponge to work <laughs> his life. Yeah, I feel like he's got a few other ones at the top of the list as of 2017. <laughs> <sighs> My cheeks hurt. Oh, I thought you had another one, Jenly. Sorry. Oh, I do, I do. I, I was waiting for the after. So Douglas Schwartz, uh, I guess he's an EP, said in an interview about the show, Hulk Hogan would often spend his Friday nights at Hooters after that week's episode had concluded filming. 
Thunder Paradise won the first acting gigs of a Hooters girl of that restaurant, Heidi Mark. Hmm. And Schwartz and his wife owned that Hooters restaurant. Wow. So, wow. you know, any young starlet, if uh, you work at a restaurant, oh, there's a chance for you to get a, uh, <laughs> a role on a cheesy action show. Some of the worst ones I've ever ago. had in my life have been at Hooters. Heard here first. Don't go there for wings, tell you what. Don't mm-hmm. go there f- for any reason. Right. IMO. Certainly not those thick, I gotta tell you. Uh, sheen tights that they wear. I mean, that's <laughs> awful. I can't. I think I've been there once. I can't remember what I got. I, I doubt I got wings. I don't know. Mm, fried pickles, maybe. Ooh. Maybe the hoot, hoot picks, they call them. Which <laughs> are uh, the fried pickles. I want... I went to uh, Miller's on Saturday, Slim, mm-hmm. to watch the fight, and I got oh, their nuclear wings, and they were amazing. No, I got the regular wings. Really? I might actually never go back to Zingers after having their Come wings. Come on, really good. Jonesy, no. Mm. Don't say that. Slim. I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry to break it on 296. Yeah. Almost got a, got clean away with 300 without breaking something that bad. <laughs> Slim's got to try to get some sleep after this, Jonesy. I got a, I got a plane. Oh, okay, minutes. sorry. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Good night, folks. See you in about ten Love seconds. You.